Welcome, Rock Church family. Man, it is a privilege to be here this today with my friend, Pastor Esley. <laughs> and my name is Pastor Ryan. I am your Rock Church City Heights campus pastor. Shout out to all my City Heights family out there. Shout and out to, to Microsite. Microsites. Microsites. You know, Pastor Esley and I, you don't see our faces a whole lot. I'm new. I'm a newly appointed campus pastor at our City Heights campus. And Esley, as she just shared, is our Microsites campus pastor. And some of you out there might not even know what our microsites are. Can you want to give them a little Yeah, tidbit? yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsites is just these little tiny campuses that go all over San Diego. We have some in TJ. We have some around um, the United States. And we just have a little churches. We have a projector, a screen, a canopy, chairs, and we just invite people that will never come to church mm -hmm. and we just invite them in. We have church. We share what the, what the love of God is. And then we just get to have church and random and amazing place. The beach. We have church at the beach. I mean. The beach, yes. TJ. TJ. All those different oh, things. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, it's awesome. And, um, you know, we, hopefully everyone out there, you've had an amazing Christmas season. Uh, we just celebrated Christmas and man, mm -hmm. I had an amazing Christmas. It's been an a confusing year, a chaotic <laughs> year, but we celebrated Christmas. And over the last few weeks, uh, we've been really uh, talking through the Christmas story. And even the last few days, we celebrated that by sharing that Christmas story through our Christmas broadcast that we just yes. did. And if you missed that, you still can catch that on sdrock.com uh, on demand. And I encourage you to do so. But as we've been talking through the different characters of the Christmas season, we've really been understanding of all the different elements of them with Mary and the, and the shepherds and the wise men. And now today we want to encourage you with you are a part of that Christmas story. You are in the story. And uh, Esley, how has is, how is, uh, the story been for you as, as you've navigated a lot of different things in your life? You know, I know um, God has been moving in and through both of our lives. But if you look at your story, your story, as God has developed it and Jesus it came into, the, into your life, mm -hmm. how, how has that developed? How, is, how has that gone about? Um, I, I, just wanna, I just want you to, to, before I tell my story, is that I want to just tell you really quick that he knows your story, which yes. makes it really fun and cool. The fact that he knows me, mm -hmm. Ryan, he knows me without makeup. He knows me. <laughs> he sees everything. He knows me and he still gives me the chance, yep. the opportunity yep. to be part of his um, story. And so how did it happen to me? Well, I was a, a, a lost, confused woman that was looking love in the, in the wrong places. And, and, and I don't want to sound dramatic, but I grew up without a father, so I didn't grow up with um, the acceptance, the validation, mm -hmm. the respect, or, or even I didn't, I didn't get that knowledge from a f uh, earthly father, the fact that how to communicate about commitment. I didn't get any of that fed yeah. to me. I had to learn it from here. Mm. But that didn't happen until I was able to really just accept that I needed help. Yeah. And so I, I was looking for love in the wrong places in the sense that I was dating anything that moved. I was, I was just looking for that thing that I knew I had it in Christ. Yes, yet I knew it, but I, I don't know if it happens to you guys, because it, it happened to me, where you know it, but you don't know it. Mm. Know it. 
And so yeah. it took me a while to to really put it into perspective until I knew my identity, yep. until I knew um, what was I expected to do, my, my mission in life, my yeah. purpose in life. And so then after that, I was able to say, okay, this is Esley. She does this thing. She likes this thing. God is okay with it. He's not mad at you, Esley. Yep. Yep. You are not being punished because you didn't have a dad that would teach you all this stuff. You are not yep. rejected. You are actually accepted. Yep. And then I was able to put on that full-on armor of God that we call it, where we, we, we really seek and find our identity yep. in, in what, what God teaches us. And, and I was able to, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The fact that he opened so many doors for me and I'm able to, to go to all these places in Microsoft, um, in TJ, um, we, we were ministering to the cartel in TJ, we were ministering to, to, to women, they were um, working for the cartel. I mean, there's so many stories of amazing things God has done because. Yeah, L let me ask you me this, as, as we're, in this series, and we're talking about our story, mm -hmm. but also why Christmas, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, we were talking earlier about how Christmas reminds us mm -hmm. to worship the King. Yes. To worship Jesus. This season reminds us that we've got to worship the King. There's a lot of things that happen as, as you were sharing your story. I want to follow up a question. You know, many times, just like it reminds us to worship the King, it also reminds us that in many ways throughout our life, and I know in both of ours, mm -hmm. we worship things that weren't the King. Yep. Other things became what we worship. They replaced Jesus's place. Uh, what were things in your life that you would say you worshiped <gasps> that, man, now Jesus is that? Yeah, and, and sometimes I still struggle with it. It's not like it happens, oh, I know, but I have now a good understanding of it. Control. Mm. I am a control freak. Uh, <laughs> not many of those out there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. You know, I am a control freak and I wanted to control the outcome of everything. And so if I felt like I was lacking something, then I'll go get it. Uh -huh. And I'll go, I'll, I'll go get it. I, had, I wanted that control of my life. Mm. And with God, it's like, mm, no, that's not going to happen. So yeah. even, even me, I mean, I, I went to school for a whole different thing than what I'm doing now. And God is like, has that sense of humor about, oh, you want control? Let me just show you, yep. that, you know, what control really was all about. Yeah. And, and, then, and then lastly, I mean, as, as you've, Jesus knew you and then mm -hmm. something took place in your life and mm -hmm. obviously there was a transition and things started to shift for you. Mm -hmm. What then, you know, what's happened since that point? I mean, like you said, <laughs> here you and I are, mm -hmm. and neither one of us would have said we're going to be here on this stage. And family, it could easily be you out there on this stage because we weren't, mm -mm. we wouldn't have picked ourselves to be here. Oh no. But what's God been doing since you said, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna make you the center. I'm gonna worship you as my king. Uh, what has he done? What, I mean, obviously we're here today, but mm -hmm. how's that process been for you? You know, I think that there's been two changes. So one, the internal one. I think the internal one that said, okay, God, Obviously, I can't, I don't know this. And, and obviously, I'm not understanding this. Obviously, I'm not getting fulfillment out of this. So I'm just going to, here, here's my life. <laughs> you maybe do something better. Yep. That's the one thing, the internal thing. And then I understood who I am. And yep. I understood why he loved me. Yep. And understood that I am worth of him dying on the cross for me. Come on. So that's, yeah. that's huge, right? Yeah. That was the one thing. And then the other thing is just... I see how my life has been placed in different places, like random places. Mm. And I see him 
work because let me tell you sometimes i speak and i'm like where did that you where did speak? that come from no not you me don't, you don't speak that loud though i don't speak loud i laugh loud that's just yeah. that's just it are you making fun of my laugh or no, my no, I'm just, okay i have okay, a, i nice. make observations we've, we've, we have people watching family nice. family we've been doing ministry for a while so yeah. i mean <laughs> I know this, this this young lady here. She likes to speak. She sometimes speaks softly, but no, don't don't mean to interrupt. Hey, am I being loud right now? No, I'm just kidding. Not not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and so sometimes I feel like um, when I'm speaking or when I'm the the when I go to places and something happens that uh, that um, uh, moment when the Lord is like, here, go and talk to that mm. person. Here, go and talk to this person. And here, share your story. Or here, pay for that meal. Or here, do. Those little things that where the Lord is like, here, this is what you were meant to do. You were meant to, to, um, I always love to tell my girls that I disciple, I, I always uh, love to tell them that you need to get, leave people better than how you found them. And yep. so those little things yep. that God yep. does, and it's just amazing what yep. he's doing. Little things, big things. I mean, it can go on and on and on, but yep. just his hand at work. And family, I think we all have this. We've all experienced where we've, we've placed something in a position where we worship this thing and we, we, I, you hear the word idol a lot. We idolize these things. Mm -hmm. And, but Jesus is meant to fulfill that role. He's meant to be at the center. He's meant to be the one that we worshiped at all times. And, you know, as I, as I share a little bit of my story, I mean, I, I go back, we were, we were kind of talking before we started today. You know, I grew up an athlete. I grew up one that was around sports. My, my parents were both athletes. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was involved in athletics. My brothers, it was, we were just an athletic family. And I would say that, but I also grew up in the church. Mm -hmm. So my two pillars were really sports and God. And I know I got some people out there that that's, you're right here with me. All the guys, I think. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I grew up in an amazing church, um, knew God, got saved early. I mean, Awanas, all my Awana folks out there. Oh, what's up? Awana. Um, at the age of nine. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I knew the Lord, but so here we are 30 years later, but it was, it wasn't, I didn't really understand what that meant at that time. And sports though, that was tangible. That was real. And if, give away my age, but you know, Michael Jordan was my idol growing up. I mean, I loved Michael Jordan and he was, let me just, let me just kill the debate right now for all you basketball buffs out oh, there. Oh, you're going to make people angry. It's okay. They, no. It's part of the freedom okay, process, gotcha. you know. Okay. But Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time, period. I'm sorry. And you're not here to debate Awkward. me today. Esley's not going to debate me. But anyway, that being said, I watched everything of his, every video, every everything. I watched all the games, yeah. the documentaries and everything, like this Last Dance documentary that just yeah, came yeah, out. Did yeah. you watch that? Yes, I did. You did? I didn't understand a thing, but I got touched But by you it. got, you earned points by watching it. Oh, yeah. Good job. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> but all that to say, what would I do? Though I would take what I would watch and I'd go and mimic and I would do all these different things. And eventually, as I look back at it, I, I kind of worshiped the guy. I mean, it was something that I really worshiped. I did everything I could to be like him. Now, obviously, I wasn't like him. Um, <laughs> they, they had that Gatorade commercial back in the day. Some of you family might remember this, that I want to be like Mike, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that was me. I did. I even go out front and stick the tongue out, you know, like he would do when he would go up and dunk. And oh, I, I, that's I, what I it tried, is. I tried. SCC, family C. SC mm -hmm. has no idea what I'm talking about this morning. But this is all real. Some of you do. <laughs> But I worshiped him. And that was something that basketball became really my God. 
It's what I became to idol. And from that point on, man, I grew up through the whole sport. Like we were sharing, it paid for college. It got me through college. And then when I got done playing, it was like, okay, now I'm going to coach. Now Mm -hmm. I'm going to get into the coaching ranks. And then I went from there and got into involved in the administrative side of things with athletics and everything was great. I thought I was doing everything I would ever do. And then 2013 happened. And 2013 was probably a, a time in my life. My wife and I would probably both tell you it was the hardest year yet greatest year of our life. Oh, wow. And 2013, I lose my job. My wife loses her job. Now we were both involved in athletics. And we, again, we were having the time of our life. Thought this is, a, this is what we're going to do. But God pulled us out of that. It was, it was, it was hard. It was painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost our niece, uh, Pastor Andre, who's our oh. worship pastor out of East County. He's my brother-in-law we lost our niece in that year. Um, it was just rough trying to find, you know, trying to make ends meet financially, all these different things. But that was the year that I got introduced to the Holy Spirit as well. Mm. And, and I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and my walk that, again, I knew who Jesus was, but he, wa- I, he wasn't who I worshiped. He wasn't who I was going after. But that encounter changed everything for me. It, it, I want to jump on here. Yep. Because Jesus knew your story. Mm-hmm. And obviously Jesus changed your story in yep. that 2013. Yep. And in the Bible, in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yep. So what was the old things mm-hmm. in the new things? Yeah, the, the old... <laughs> The old man, it was, it was that, those things that I idled, the things that I worshiped, mm-hmm. you know, sports and all these different things. I mean, I was a guy that I DVR'd everything, any sports, mm-hmm. the basketball, the football. I'm a Raider fan. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, I'm disclosing all kinds of stuff. Oh my goodness. Today. I know. I know. I know. It's okay. all good. Well, but, um, pray for him. Yeah. Pray for me. But <clears throat> God's good. He's, he's on my side. <laughs> but all those different things, all that stuff began to fade away. And the new man began to come out and, and in 2014. Uh, after having that encounter, really pressing in and opening this thing right here, mm. opening the word and just being encouraged by what God was doing and saying, watching sermons and, and listening to different communicators of the word, including yeah. our senior pastor, Miles McPherson. Mm-hmm. Uh, God just began to unveil some things. And 2014 is when I heard the call to be a pastor. And it was one of those like, nah, you got the wrong guy. Mm. Uh, that's not me. I'm, I'm the athlete. You know, I'll do some things here and there and I'm going to love you more, but pastor? Mm. because I had this idea of what a pastor was, but God just began to reform and, yeah. and do different things in my life. And, you know, since that point, man, it's been a crazy journey, crazy journey. Hey, I, I, uh, there's something about sports that I, is this is the only thing I kind of like about sports. And, and this is something that you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. before, where is the feedback. So you are doing some kind of sport, now that I know, but you're doing some kind of a sport and then the coach pulls you out. You're doing this wrong. You need to change this. You need to do this better. Blah, 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 blah. A lot of feedback. There's always so much feedback thrown yep. at you. Yep. Um, I know there must be many, 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 many people out there that feedback is being thrown at them. And sometimes mm-hmm. when you have so much feedback that what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, how, how did you work? How were you able to, one, have your identity unshaken and being able to say, okay, Jesus, you're going to change mm-hmm. my story. 
Mm-hmm. But how, do you, how did you navigate the, the good feedback, the bad feedback, the feedback that you shouldn't listen to? Yep. It's a balancing act. I mean, there's so many voices out there. And our culture is, is creating voices. There's all these different things that are telling you what, you, what you're doing right and what you're doing mm-hmm. wrong. And as an athlete, I grew up and it was just that. I mean, yeah. your coach was always correcting you, always trying to get you to be perfect in all these different things. Right. And a lot of times we live life that way. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're, you have a family that has super high expectations or you're in a job that's high stress and yeah. always saying, you know, you got to try to get to perfection. Um, and the thing for me is I, we were sharing that did become my identity. Mm-hmm. Like my identity got wrapped in that because you're always trying to fulfill someone else's desires and goals. Mm-hmm. But when you're able to take that out and put Jesus in the middle of that and you truly, like we've been talking about, you worship the king and mm-hmm. everything you do is from that place. That's the core. Everything else becomes, I don't want to say in, uh, insignificant, mm-hmm. but it, 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 it changes how the, the viewpoint. The, how you look at it and how you respond to things. Uh, no longer is, is your identity wrapped in that because you know where your identity is wrapped in and who it's wrapped in, uh, in, the, in the name of Jesus. So for me, it was, it was not easy going through that. And I would tell you that I, I failed at allowing that to mm-hmm. not be my identity because I think I did, I'm competitive as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're one of those, like it's not a competition, but it's always a competition. Uh, we don't have that problem here at the Rock Church, do we? <laughs> Yeah, we kind of do. Well, but um, I mean, I'm I'm around campus pastors, all men. I'm the only woman. I hear the competition. You guys might not hear it, but I hear it. I do. I do have another question for you because I think you're going to be really nice at explaining this better than me. When we hear know your identity, and we hear that so often, we hear you need to know who you are, know your identity. How can someone know the identity? One and how can we explain it so that people hear this for the first time? If you're watching for the first time, they're saying like, who knew you know who your identity and who knew who you know who you are. What? What? Yeah. How, can you explain that to people? Yeah. Well, I think we can, we can do this through kind of, and we've touched on it a little bit mm-hmm. today, but really touching on, we really have three encouragements for you today and three, three points, whatever you want to call them. We have those for you today. And, and the first one is this. You said it earlier. Jesus knows your story. Yep. He knew, he's, he's known everything you've done. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb, yep. as, it, as it tells us in Jeremiah. Like, he knows you. He knows you. In John 10, verse 27, it says this. This is Jesus speaking. It says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Mm-hmm. I want to be a sheep. So the, the best way to know who you, your identity, if you're out there and you're like, man, I, I really want to figure this thing out. You, you, first, you got to say yes to Jesus mm-hmm. because you want to be his sheep. Because mm-hmm. he's telling you, I, I know you. I, you're going to hear my voice. You're going to have this relational, you know, this relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And that right there is the beginning of, of everything is that he knows you and you have the opportunity to then partner with him, hear from him and grow from that place and allow him to shape and mold who you are. Mm-hmm. Not culture, not the world, not the media, not all these different things. Yeah. Um, him and this word, this word, this word. Mm-hmm. And I think number two, what's, I mean, our second encouragement. What's our second encouragement? I think you read it G- Jesus changes our story. Changes our story. That's yeah, it. Changes our story. Yep. 
And I think you want to read that verse again. I think that. Yeah, we, we read it already. Second Corinthians 517 says, therefore, if anyone who is in Christ, any, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And our third um, encouragement today that we want to, we want to like really want you to get out of today mm -hmm. is that Jesus lives through your story, which makes hmm. you part of the Christmas story, yeah. even though the Christmas <laughs> yeah. story happened a long, long time yep. ago. Um, share with us, how is God living through your story? Man, I'm here. I'm on a stage right? in San Diego, California at Rock Church, um, speaking to thousands of people uh, today. Um, man, he, he's the only one that could have done this. Mm -hmm. And I, I've seen him transform my life. My, my, one of my life verses was... And I, and I got this back in, man, I think I was back in, in high school at a, at a youth camp during the mm. summer. And I remember a, a speaker preaching on this. I was like, man, I like that verse. And I just hung on to it. And that was mm -hmm. Romans 12, 2. Mm. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your, your mind, mind. Yep. that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. Now that's sounding great. And maybe you're out there and you're like, that's a great verse. But I didn't know what it meant. <laughs> I didn't know the power behind that. What does renew your mind? Well, I can tell you this. Since that encounter with the Holy Spirit and, and receiving my prayer language and mm -hmm. all those different things, the gifts and all those things that come with Jesus and Holy Spirit, man, he has, he has worked his, he's done only what he could do. Mm. He's, he's made things easier in my walk. He's made things come alive in my walk, uh, healing and freedom, all these things that, again, I, I was a believer for a long time, but I never saw, mm -hmm. I never experienced. Well, all these things became real. This book, like this verse, became different to me. Yeah. I knew what like, oh wow, renew, I, gotta, I, can't have, I can't look at the world through the senses that I was using before. Right. You know, we talk about our, our five physical senses, but you have these spiritual senses mm -hmm. too. And I was viewing things in a way that just didn't work. Yeah. And so it was this shift in, man, everything has got to be viewed through his word. How does Jesus, you know, we used to have the bracelets. What would Jesus do? Oh, yeah. It was kind of a phrase, but it's real. Man, you like, are really showing your age. I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> but but that mean, was, those are real things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But it's, it, at the end of the day, those are real phrases that we should be asking. What yep. would Jesus do mm -hmm. in this moment? Yeah. Right? So I, I think for me, I've just seen just crazy transformation. And I want to encourage you all out there that that's what you'll see as you say yes and respond to Jesus, you're going to see that transformation. And I, I, I also want to just point out this too, because 2020 mm -hmm. taught me, I don't know, if, I believe it taught you too, that life can be messy. It can be scary. It can be unsettling and anxiety driven. I mean, I lost an uncle of, you know, because of COVID. Um, a lot of my family members have been affected by COVID. Yep. Um, and so I, I want you to think of this, this amazing verse, Romans 2.12, that says to renew your mind. Yes, when you say yes to the Lord and you tell him, here, Lord, this is my life. You do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. There's gonna, ha things are gonna happen just like 2020. Mm -hmm. Things are gonna happen just like COVID happens. Yep. But the, renew, the renewal of your mind is that part that sets us apart where it's like, you know what? Yes, I lost an uncle to COVID. Yes, uh, 
COVID is, is shutting down my business. Yes, uh, there's so much going on. There's so much chaos. But the renewal of our mind is that we have to remember who's all behind it. And not only who's behind it, but who gives us that comfort and that, that um, peace that only he can give you. When in the middle of a 2020, you can say, yes, life might not be so beautiful and free yeah. and, and adorable and uh, glitter and unicorns and, and pink per, uh, clouds. Yep. But, but really say, okay, the renewal of mine is that, okay, I know who God is. Yep. He knows my story. Yep. He changed my, my story. story. And he's living. I'm, my, living. He's living through my life. He's li- literally doing, doing yep. continuing the Christmas story. And so Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm-hmm. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Yep. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. And family, I, I want to encourage you today, you know, as Pastor Esley and I have said a few times, Jesus knows you. Man, what a, when you realize that the creator of everything knows who you are, that you're known by him, man, what, what an amazing breakthrough and revelation that is. So we want to encourage you today that he does know you. Jesus changes your story. He wants to change it and he will change it. And Jesus will live through your story. But for all that to happen, you first got to say yes to Jesus. He, he wants to have that relationship. He wants to have that impact. He wants to transform you as we've just talked about. He wants to renew your mind. But the first and foremost step is saying yes to him. And maybe you're out there today and you, you haven't had this relationship and you haven't quite had a, that, that moment where your, your story changed. Because whether you've said yes to Jesus or not doesn't change the fact that he knows you. He knows who you are. And he's, he's speaking to you even right now. But you have an opportunity every day to say yes to him. And today, hopefully, might be your day to finally say yes and give your life. And we're going to give you that opportunity in just a moment. And then you have some of you that maybe you're like me, like Esley, and you grew up in the church and you said yes a long time ago. But man... As, as Christmas reminds us mm. to worship the king, you haven't been, he hasn't been the center. Jesus has not been who you've been worshiping. Other things have replaced him. And maybe today's the day where you say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to worship you. You're going to be who I worship. And so whatever the case may be, I, I'm going to walk you through a prayer right now and encourage you to pray, whether it's giving your life and saying yes and entering into his flock and becoming his sheep or just saying, you know what, I'm going to recalibrate my life and allow you, Jesus, to be the center of it. So would you, would you pray with us right now as we close our service? And uh, we want to give everyone an opportunity to respond to what God is saying today. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you that you're good, you're loving, you're caring. And Jesus, we thank you that you know us, that you change us from the inside out. You make us a new person, a new creation. The old is gone. The old junk and the, the, the cobwebs, it's gone. It's, it's passed away. And the new has come. And we thank you that in that new life, you live through us. You speak through us. Um, man, what an honor. What a privilege. And Lord, we know that there's, if you're out there today, if you're out there today and you're, you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to give your life, It's as simple as ABC. 
I just want to encourage you to pray this with me. To say, Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I was born into a fallen world and I need a savior. And I believe that Jesus is that savior. That he died for me and rose three days later for me. And I commit today to make him the center of my life. I will worship him the rest of my days. I say yes to you today, Jesus. And for those of you that are out there that you've known Jesus and you just, you need to recalibrate your life. I wanna encourage you in this moment, if you can, to lift your hands and say, Jesus, I'm putting you at the center. I'm removing the distractions. I'm removing the, the other idols, the things that I've put in your place. And I'm putting you in the middle. And in both cases, would you say, Jesus changed my story. Live through my story. I want to see what you can do with my life. I've seen what I can do. It's time for me to see what you can do. Father, we, we just lift up whatever group said yes to him today for the first time or, or, or recommitting their life to him today, to put him at the center, to worship him. Lord, you know them. You love them. And you've got an amazing thing in store for them. And so we just pray a blessing on them today as we all commit to worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, family, I know it's been a privilege being here with you today. And if, if you said yes to Jesus for the first time, would you text the word SAVED to 52525? We want to connect with you. We want to give you those resources. We want to provide those next steps mm -hmm. and, and just and be that encouraging family in this journey. But I've had a great time here today. I hope you've been encouraged, challenged. And man, what, we can remind them that what? One, one encouragement? Hey, Jesus knows your story. He knows your story. <laughs> he's going to change your story, and he's going to live through your story. God bless you, Rock Family.